You're listening to a Mornings with Kelly and Steve podcast. Be sure to check us out every weekday morning from 6 to 9 on Moody Radio. National Adoption Month has just passed. It was actually November, Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, we had to kind of coordinate schedules, and today we were able to get our guests we're going to be talking about. Um, The importance of adoption globally and an organization called a family for every orphan and um i don't know do you have family members who have adopted any uh you know of course in your church family i'm sure there are many people who have yeah we actually have a person on staff that helps with that with foster and adoptions so we yeah it's a very big emphasis of our church that we consider doing that yeah 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 i mean it is an important call in the life of uh every believer and so uh here to join us this morning to talk about that is heather dyer she's the executive director of a family for every orphan we're going to talk about domestic adoptions that are taking place all around the world good morning to you heather thank you so much for being with us yes good morning scott and steve so glad to be here well you know there is something that um we we often don't consider right we we understand we we all see friends and family members maybe people in our community who have adopted internationally and then we have people who have adopted domestically and then there are folks who talk about domestic adoptions that take place internationally around the world how is that concept a little bit different and what can you tell us about a family for every orphan so we can become familiar with it Yeah, absolutely. So A Family for Every Orphan started in 2010 with a couple of folks who just said, we want to help children stay in families. And that, you know, can look like something very tangible, like building an outhouse, putting a roof over their head. And over time, it developed into a really holistic approach after we were in countries and seeing the need, seeing the laws in place that were often barriers and systems that kept children either stuck in a system of institutionalization or prevented Um, them from staying with their family. And so today um, we have a couple dozen partners. Half of them are focused on Ukraine, the other in five different nations that are really um, helping children focus or helping children and families really focus on three things, helping um, children remain in their family, reunite with or regain a family through foster and adoption. And so, you know, decades of research show that children, um, reach are able to reach their full you know optimal development in family that we all have of course this innate need for a sense of belonging and so um of course international domestic adoption children at the end of the day need family they belong in families so what we have seen though in in our time and country is that um there are so many reasons that um a children is separated from their family when it's a simple solution to keep them in their family. An example I often give is um, in in one nation we work in, if the temperature in the home in the winter is not 65 degrees or higher, that child can be removed. So prevention is key, but we know oftentimes it's not possible for a child to stay in the family. And that's when we look at domestic adoption. What we see is a lot of countries we work in, this um, kind of mindset that an education that children thrive in family and that you know, institutions, yes, maybe they can provide education um, and physical care, but that connection and human relationship that is the 
core need of a child is only found in family. And so what we see is our partners really focusing on uh, awareness campaigns to bring attention to this need of children belonging in families and sharing specific, um, you know, orphans in need is a huge effort that connects, um, again, that need to the child. And we see a lot of success in children being able to be adopted um, domestically. And the reason why domestic adoption is, is so important is, you know, at the end of the day, we all have this, again, need to belong and sense of identity. And so um, as much as we can keep a, a child in their country, in their community, um, again, it's all optimal for the child. And, you know, the Hague Convention is something that is aimed to help protect children from child trafficking. And because of that, which is an awesome thing, um, what it says is first children need to be able to remain in their family. And if they can't, they need to stay in country. And if that's not possible, then the third option is international adoption. And so what a lot of countries have is this time frame between um, being available domestically versus internationally, and that can be a year or more. And so our goal is to help children restore their sense of belonging in a timely manner. So our partners can come alongside, help, again, bring awareness to the needs of children, actually help folks in country go through that process, which is sometimes daunting, right? The paperwork, it's, it's, uh, I've been through adoption and it's, it's heavy. And so sometimes people just need a little bit of coaching and support to help, um, get over that hurdle. Um, and so, so yeah, domestic adoption is a place to your point. It's not spoken about much or the need understood and, and often t- sometimes hard to understand how to even get involved in that. But, um, it, it's a, it's a place that we see a focus being needed to really, again, help children regain their sense of belonging in a timely manner. Yeah. You know, Heather, one thing that I hear is your passion for children. You've spent over 15 years in NGO work, and you uh, have also um, really focused your career on early education and understanding the needs of these children. I can hear it in your voice, the passion. God has put that on your heart. <laughs> and, you know, you guys focus on James 1, uh, verse chapter 1, verse 27, which yep. is to care for the orphans and the widow in their affliction. And that's the motivation behind a family for every orphan. Tell us a little bit about your involvement personally. I understand that you do lead mission trips uh, for for the organization and for the families because you want to provide the best care to these vulnerable children. Yeah. So, um, you know, my, my passion is really driven again by my personal just journey and adoption that started in 2016, learning my daughter's story. And I actually adopted deer in COVID. And so of course, not wanting to get stuck in travel bans and asking the Lord, why is this my timing? Um, I ended up staying three months in that country, not wanting to come back and forth again, didn't want to get stuck. But what that did is it allowed me to learn so much um, about her friends, their family stories, the plight of the orphan and the family. And um, I think that once you, as David Platt says, you know, learn um, and see the face of these children in need and you're able to, you know, especially with my daughter, like hold her and, and understand the situation, everything changes. And so, um, you know, we, um, yeah, our eyes have been opened tremendously to these needs and 
education is a huge core piece of our mission. Again, not just educating um, potential foster and adoptive parents on the needs, but also educating um, government employees and professionals in the community. Because again, I think in a, in um, America, you know, you you express a need of a child, you see it sometimes on the news, a child in need of a family, and, and people rally and they step up and this heart and passion for children, understanding the value of a child um, is very alive and well. And tragically, that just doesn't exist in a lot of the countries we work in. And so, again, once you're able to educate um, communities and nations on the the need for children to be in family um, and really just build that heart, it changes everything in terms of helping move systems and processes and, and get you know legislators involved and, and communities involved to really step up yeah yeah hey heather um some of us aren't really you know connected to, or we haven't had that that personal experience with uh, adoption and so as you're as you're telling uh, about your organization and and how you connect people what what would be one or two things that you you would uh, tell our listeners that um has been the biggest struggle or or um hindrance to connecting people with with the orphans that you're that you're seeing yeah i think you know research shows that um i believe it's about 2.5 billion dollars goes into funding orphanages and so you know that has been i think the number one way that folks usually um are aware of to help an orphan in an international um, context, especially. And, you know, what we're learning is that tragically, oftentimes that funding actually keeps a child stuck in the system because, you know, orphanages can only exist if those beds are full. And so what we, um, again, do through education is really help um, just encourage donors to be informed and learn about other ways to support families again to really pour into that um, prevention piece um, to keep a child from ever being separated and then to really you know if there is um, an orphanage that someone may already be connected to just asking asking the questions um, around you know what is being done to help this child find a family what is being done to help them reunify with their parents and is this orphanage registered with the government and part of a system to help children um, again not get stuck and so um, so yeah, that's, that's part of a, a big message that, uh, we like to share to ensure that, um, yeah, that people that are, that are giving are aware of what their, um, how their money is helping care for children with the ultimate goal to get them in families. Well, you know, there are many, many considerations that families often overlook, and part of your uh, model is to educate the families as to what these children have been through, because their conditions are often not ideal, right? And and you say that there are certain developmental portions that can only be found in a family, but there are th- there are big hurdles that come after the adoption, such as, yeah. you know, reactive uh, attachment disorder. There can be very, yep. uh, you know, troubling issues psychologically for a child to transition into a family. How do you guys help families navigate that hurdle? A oh, great question. So we are a very... Uh really big fans of trauma-informed care, which is, to your point, helping children who have a history of trauma, who have experienced the unimaginable. Obviously, transitioning to family life can be very difficult. Um, Being able to connect again, to trust an adult again, can be very difficult. And so 
we want to not just get child children in family, but make sure that they are set up for success to prevent disruption, which is when a child has to be removed from a foster adoptive family. And so um, we work and invest a lot into training and equipping um, foster and adoptive parents before placement and then support them after as well through things like trauma therapy camps where the child and the parent come and get therapy and, and learn about, you know, connected parenting and, uh, you know, all those things that, that help when your child is having a moment of dysregulation or in need of more than oftentimes our traditional ways of raising a child the way we were raised just don't work. So glad you mentioned it because it is a, it is a very critical piece of work that our partners are doing and for children to successfully transition into families. Yeah, and that is the most important thing, is that transition to help that child into that family and to help that family transition into that new season of life. Those things are so important. Well, we're going to point folks over to afamilyforeveryorphan.org. That's afamilyforeveryorphan.org. You're going to be able to find information about their mission as well as the solution and how they actually work to promote uh, domestic adoption uh, internationally, as well as the ability to prevent some of the challenges and prepare families who are adopting. It's so, so vitally important. And I know that you guys are doing some work in the Ukraine. Uh, and we know if any part of the world where there is just tragic trauma that is occurring to families and to children in particular, uh, it is in that region of war-torn uh, Ukraine. And so thank you for you know putting an emphasis on that and helping not only uh, people all around the world, but in particular those children in those areas. Just what a blessing you guys are. Yes, our joy. Well, we are so grateful for you today, Heather. Thank you so much for joining us and being able to share with us about A Family for Every Orphan. I want to encourage every single person right now to go to afamilyforeveryorphan.org, learn about how you can support the work and the ministry that they are doing, and educate yourself. Find yourself uh, all of the resources that are there, because one of the staggering things that I'd learned there is only 0.2% of the world's orphans that are adopted into the United States every year. So Mm -hmm. there is a need to provide a secure community and home and a loving family for these children in all parts of the world. And so we would just want to show you the the resources and you can move from there if God's moving in your heart in that way or you've been talking about it with your spouse and considering adoption please go to a family for every org. Heather thank you so much for being with us this morning thank you so much Steve and good to talk to you you're listening to mornings with Kelly and Steve on Moody Radio from the word to life